Welcome back to Take It From Us, episode 11 here, the Monday after championship weekend in NFL football. A um, lot to cover in those two games there. Very good games yesterday. We got seven straight hours of high-quality football, and uh, we'll spend about an hour of it probably talking about it. So we'll jump right into game one here. I still got, obviously, Colin and Brooke here, my <clears throat> special guests today. Special, special. I think yes. I think yesterday was the greatest day of football that I have ever watched in my twenty-one year years of life. Um, it was everything you could ask for as a, a fan of football. Two overtime games um, never happened. Before. Uh-uh, yeah, just a solid. I would I would have hated to be a Patriots and Chiefs fan though, or even Saints and Rams fan too, because. I would have been so nervous. I would have known what Me to and do. Jake were talking about that earlier. <laughs> we were both like sick to our stomachs there at the end. So, especially as I don't know why the commentators yesterday, when it like coming out of halftime, they're like, "Oh, we thought this game was over at halftime." I, Patriots could have been up twenty-eight nothing at half. I wouldn't have been comfortable. Not with Mahomes. Not with that offense. It's like there was never a point in that game where you could like take a breath. Yeah, because know? I mean, yeah, obviously it was fourteen nothing. Mahomes. Yeah. He is, I mean, he's literally a human home run. Like, he, I mean, with all the weapons he has, Even especially, that, too. The first drive of the second yeah. half, that throw to Sammy Watkins on the run. Yeah. I mean, like, 40 yards yeah. downfield. Like, that's just unheard of. Like The Patriots felt like they dominated a whole entire half, and then two minutes in the second half, you're like, well, brand new game here. It's like, you, you knew that was, yeah, they were capable of that. And, <clears throat> and quickly, um before we get into the games in depth here, um, I want to I want to ask you guys one question: Is there a better analyst right now in sports than Tony Romo? No, no. absolutely not. Yeah. No, he he literally he's unbelievable. That f- fourth that fourth and one play where he was like where Tom Brady killed yeah. it or whatever. He goes, "Yep, this is a run to the right now." And <laughs> I was and he, like, "Oh my yeah. god!" And even the one where he said he said, "Yeah, you got to watch for the safety here. If he comes down, he's throwing right to Gronk." Throw it right to Gronk. It's mm-hmm. like this dude. Like as a as a Cowboys fan, I would I would go after him and I would want him to be on the staff yeah. in some way, whether he's an offensive coordinator or or whatever. But obviously he's, like, he'll never do that. But or even like as like a defensive specialist yeah. because it's like he knows, he what knows the what's offense, going on. <laughs> the offense is gonna do like, exactly. No, I there's not a broadcast in the game I'd rather have. The I, only I, one I, that I could think of would be. And I, I'm talking analysts, not play-by-play guys. Yeah. Like Gus Johnson's a play-by-play guy. Um, the only guy I would say would maybe be Smoltz when he does Major League Baseball. Yeah. I mean, but or even just, some of the NBA guys, yeah. I, I like them a lot too. But I mean, pure just knowledge and just he's just I don't I don't even know how to describe yeah, that. We've never seen anything like it. No, I mean, in any sport, really, to like yeah. know what's coming and. I mean, a lot of times those guys are just guessing and they come up wrong yeah. more times than not. But Romo, it seems like time more time again, like most right. of the time is pretty right. Yeah. Well, you know, week after week, I go check to see if like the Patriots were on CBS. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, give me CBS. Yeah. I want Romo calling this game. Is he? Is he? They have the Super Bowl, right? CBS. I think so. So he, obviously it'll probably be Romo and Nance, oh, right? Yeah. They're their number one. Thank God, crew or yeah. whatever. It's a. Uh... Who is who is Romo with though? Play by play. Nance. Yeah, Jim Nance. It's just interesting because you I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that probably have that kind of knowledge, and it makes you wonder 
is this going to be what you're going to see more of? Yeah, like, I know people cool. talked about Brady wanting to play till he's 45. Like if, if you're a Brady and you had the chance to go out while you're still, some, you know, essentially yeah. on top and go be like an analyst or something, yeah. I mean, I, I know it takes the voice to, yeah. to and be I mean, on there. But. And he's, he's a smooth talker. Yeah. I mean, he could definitely be in the booth. I mean, we've, I mean obviously we've heard him tons of interviews about, with him so I mean mm-hmm. we know he can talk and we know he has knowledge yeah. and I don't know no I, I couldn't agree more well very fun to watch what just crossed my mind is like the fact that the Redskins or whatever called Hasselback when they were struggling for quarterbacks I was like thinking to myself I wonder if Romo got a call I, I wouldn't doubt it I mean I mean he probably doesn't have much interest in no, playing anymore because no. he's doing well but <laughs> why would you tearing it up yeah. like this yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah. I feel like he had a rough way to walk out of his career, but man, like, sure worked out for him. Like, definitely honestly, did. definitely did. All right, we all right. Could... Let's let's talk about it. Saints Rams. The PI call or the no okay. call? What What do you guys think? Okay, so I was thinking about it, and it took me. I mean, right away, I was like, "Wow, Saints got screwed." But at the end of the day. Every pass interference call, every roughing the passer, holding, all those, they're all subjective. They're all subjective calls. Obviously, you can go back and look at the, the PI. That was pretty obvious. Well, yeah. But then you go back and you look at the non-face mask call on Jared yeah. Goff, which would have put him on the one first down. Yes. And that's pretty much a guarantee. Yeah, score. they would have I mean, scored. So. so at the end of the day, it's I think... I think that stuff like evens itself out throughout the course of a game and also people have to realize these are human people yeah. and like watching elite athletes going going 100 miles miles an hour like there's going to be human error and like nobody is perfect and I mean now everybody's calling for reviewable flags and I was like can you imagine no, no absolutely no. not the that game's was, already slow enough. Yeah, yeah. it will that slow just, it down so much more. We'd be having six-hour games. Yeah. That would just be ridiculous. Yeah. Breaking down penalties, like, oh, my God. Like, if you have to, like, you would have to do it the entire game, or the entire game. Like, you couldn't just do it in the fourth quarter, so. And and like you said, eventually that stuff evens itself out in yep. most cases. There's hardly any games where you watch a game start to finish, and you're like, wow, they got screwed out of about every call. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even at that point, people talked about doing it in the last two minutes, and it's like, well, you know, if they mess up, and what's the difference there? Because if, if yeah, this if call happens earlier in the game and you can't review it, yeah, yeah. but then you let them do it in the last two minutes, it's like yeah. then you're just going to have another big if dilemma. It, if it happened, like, in the first quarter, we would not be talking nope. about this right now. And that's the thing, like, like the Jared Goff face mask at the two or whatever, like, is getting so overlooked. That was a blown call. Mm-hmm. So, like, it goes both ways. If there's something to be mad about, if you're a Saints fan, you have to be disappointed that to jump out to start the game, you only got up six nothing because exactly. they led. There they were... led a, a fifty like fifty six yard drive down to the L A nineteen, kicked a field goal, picked off Goff, Goff, and then led a six yard drive and kicked another field goal. Two opportunities there to go up. If you at least punch one of those in, mm-hmm. you're up two possessions exactly. there. And the the other. Uh, I think one of the other turning points in that game was when it was 13-3, and Jared Goff, it was 3rd and 10 at their own 41, hit Brandon Cooks for a first down, I think mm-hmm. it was like a 15-yard play, mm-hmm. and then just throws an absolute dime 
to Brandon Cooks yeah. just drops it right out of the sky, and then they yeah. score with like twenty seconds left, which is, I mean, I thought Jared Goff, I thought he outplayed Drew Brees, mm-hmm. and I don't know, Jared Jared Goff is gonna be, he's gonna be around for a long time, and I think he's he's got a pretty bright career. And I feel like if anything has taught us, or what yesterday taught us, is that the best overall team is going to win the game because. Yeah. Obviously, with Drew Brees in that offense, is probably the best offense in that game. But, you know, the Rams' defense made stops when they needed to, forced field goals when they needed to. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, in clutch time, like, they made more plays down the stretch. And if you're a Saints fan, you got the ball first in overtime. So, I mean, Brady got the ball first overtime, and he ended it, no questions. Like, yeah. So Don't throw a, don't throw a, don't throw a prayer up. Yeah. That's what he did. It wasn't even like a yeah. defender made a nice play. He threw up a prayer. Exactly. And it's and, like, yeah. and it's then, like go out and win the game. Like, they were all, you could all just tell that that PI call really, I don't know, for whatever reason, took them out of their rhythm. But I think the refs did not lose that game for the Saints. No. The Saints lost that game no. for the Saints. And the thing is, leading up to that PI call, there was a first and 10 on the 13-yard line. And on first and 10, you throw an incompletion to Michael Thomas. Alvin Kamara, Wide open, yeah. Michael Thomas. Alvin Kamara gets stuffed for no gain. And then third and 10. You had your opportunities. You're on the 13-yard yeah. line. Yeah. So And Sean Payton said it would have been first down, and we would have ran the ball or taken the knee three times. I was like, yeah. well, he could have done that or ran when the ball was, yeah. on the first and 10 before that P.I. call happened, and he didn't. So... I mean, the Saints did a lot to have a say in that game, yeah, too. There's, so. there's just, an, I think, an obvious, um, talent-wise, finally the, the Rams' defense kind of showed up for what they for what they paid. Exactly. I mean, and then I think McVay out-coached out, uh, Sean Payton, obviously, because they were playing chess. I mean, if you look at... They took Michael Thomas away, pretty much. He had okay. four receptions for, what, 40 yards, 35 yards? I can't remember. but And that just goes to show McVay, why McVay and the Rams are in the Super Bowl and also why Belichick and the Patriots are in the Super Bowl because they they pretty much stopped, slowed down. I mean, you can't really stop Mahomes mm. and, and company. I mean, Kelsey had, what, 30 yards or whatever? Yeah. And Tyreek Hill had one catch. So... Yeah. And I mean, hats off to yeah. I mean, L.A. and to, to Greg Zerline. That's oh, yeah. everyone dude that, talking about. Would have been good for me. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That that field goal was like three fourths of the way up from yeah. 57, straight down the middle. No, I mean, no, not even <laughs> like close. Oh my goodness! Dude. He also hit a 48 yarder to send it, and I know 48 yards is supposed to be pretty doable for an NFL kicker. But the struggles yeah. that kickers have had this year, yeah. especially you get up with a chance like. You need to drill this yeah. from 48 to send your team to All overtime. Right, so, Cody Par- Parkey got a 43-yarder blocked and 57 yards. I know, like, I mean, it doesn't vary too much, but kickers have to take different angles and, like, for yeah. longer kicks. And Greg Zerline banged that thing home from 57 and didn't get tipped or wasn't even close. I mean. So, yeah. I, I mean, if you're a Saints fan, it's – it's disappointing. I'd be sick to my stomach too, just because that'd be the first thing I'd think of. I would say, if that does get called, and it, it's true, if it does get called, they win that game. But it didn't, mm-hmm. and you had opportunities. There's, yeah, you know, there's yeah. stuff in your control. That's something that's out of your control. There's plenty of things in your control that could have gone, you could have done better, could have gone your way, and you didn't take advantage of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
and obviously with McVay's fake punt call too, that was huge. Mm-hmm. And there was just there's just things that throughout the game that didn't happen at the end of the game. Obviously, it's easy to say with the PI call, like you said, but there were so many other different things that they could have done differently, and now they're complaining because the refs. I mean, it's easy to just go and say. Wow, the yeah, that's their, yeah, that's their scapegoat right <laughs> yeah. now. Honestly, I mean, you're at you had all the advantages. You were at home. I mean, you were. I mean, obviously the one seed, so you're at home. You got to take got care the of ball business first in overtime. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that's that's about all I got for that game. I think it's too. important to keep an eye on Gurley going forward, just because we talked about this earlier. It's clear that he's not. Anywhere near 100%. Otherwise, why would you not lean on probably the best running back in the NFL in the NFC Championship game? But props to McVay for (laughs) taking a shot on C.J. Anderson because it's panning out for him and it's coming up big right now. So even if Gurley doesn't play, I mean, it's like... It's not like you have no run game. It's still a pretty effective run game. The dude was averaging 150 yards going into yesterday. So 235 pounds of... A pretty quick moving guy still yeah. coming at you, like the big boy moving like that. All right, and now we'll move on to what I think is like the best game of football I've probably ever watched oh, for sure. Um, Easily, Chiefs Patriots. Um, place was rocking to start off. It's if anybody listening had a chance to go to that game, very jealous of you because I mean that was a pretty crazy environment, and as you expected it to be. I know Cowherd said leading up to the week it's going to be cold. I think he said some about like they're going to have like scarves on, and it's like BS. Yeah. <laughs> You've clearly never been he to tweeted. a game at Arrowhead. He tweeted something in the second quarter and goes, Patriots look unaffected right now. And I was like, well, they went down the field and scored right away, so Chiefs yeah. fans really didn't have much to yeah. cheer for. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's and it, just because the, chi- uh, the Patriots look unaffected doesn't mean that like yeah. That place wasn't rocking. Exactly. That's it doesn't I don't the Patriots have been, as you know, doing this for eighteen yeah. years now. Like there's not too much that like does is gonna affect them. I guarantee you any other team going in there, yeah. probably almost any other team exactly. is gonna be but you have shook. A eighteen year veteran leading mm-hmm. your charge and I mean also in a dome in warm weather yeah, it's gonna and be it was water. like those two stadiums were on the same level, like I mean, I think the Chiefs fans showed out yesterday. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing, too, if, by, by Cowherd saying that. You can never tell when Brady is down 28-3 in the Super Bowl or he's up 14 nothing mm-hmm. in the AFC Championship it's game. It's the same guy. It's the same dude. And that's, it's, easy, it's, it's easy to say he looks unaffected because he's never, he's never affected he's by, and, by and anything. That's the thing that jumped <laughs> out to me watching those two quarterbacks go at it yesterday. Man, Mahomes looks the same way. Yeah. It does not matter. He, uh, but they panned to him, I think, on the bench, down like 14 nothing. <laughs> my dad goes, look at him. He's like, he doesn't have a care in the world. He's like, he knows he's got yeah. a chance to come out and tie this game up. I'm like, to be 23 years old and to just that carry kid. that much composure, even after the game. After the game, too. I that's mean, what I was gonna say. it's a pretty emotional moment. Yeah. You're, you're pretty much first year being the starting quarterback, having the year you just did, and to have that much composure and – he knows he wants to get back there, and you know he's going to time and time again. Because it would have been very easy to say, like, he's like, man, I did everything I could. Mm-hmm. Like, like now, but my defense didn't step up. But he said, I can't really remember exactly what, exactly what he said, but he's, he said, you know, I just got to wait for my opportunity, just trusting my teammates. And, mm-hmm. I mean, 
that's all you can really do. Out of respect, I mean, yeah. I mean, if the Chiefs had a good defense, we're probably looking at a Chiefs-Rams Super yeah. Bowl. And also, I mean, what I mean, what goes overlooked is that, like, the Chiefs score in the first half. I mean, they're probably going to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, that defense didn't play as bad as, like, they yeah. were all year. <laughs> so, picked Brady off at the one-yard line. Um could have been twenty-one nothing going into half, and yeah, sure. would have been a. That's a different game, I think. Yeah. If you're coming out down three scores versus two. Exactly. Then. So I mean, and I mean, obviously the Chiefs have a good D line, but linebackers and secondary, I mean, is horrendous right now. I mean, I'm a Chiefs fan, and I couldn't tell you half the names in the secondary, or <laughs> where they went to yeah. college, or like linebackers. I mean, I don't know what their deal is. I know it's. But, it's probably not as big of a deal as like anyone would think it to be, but kind of the special teams yesterday for the Chiefs lined the Patriots up like on the Chiefs forty like twice. I don't I mean know it's tough to kick out of your own end zone. There's two times I think where the Patriots started with the ball on like the Chiefs forty. I think one of them was the the interception, and then the other one they they came down and scored on, but. That was one too where like Cole quit. There's a couple that he just like missed, and like oh, in, a, yeah. in a game like that, like field position is yeah, he, is huge. He's, he's an all pro punter, and he was like you said that field position was pretty big there. It's, he did not have a good no. day. And when you have two teams that are that good, it's any it's little thing. It's gonna come down yeah. to little things like yep. that. Yeah. So, but I don't know. Watching that, you know, the outcome, and you could still is it, it's. You can still see, like, there's instances that the Chiefs are young. Yeah. Tyreek Hill catching a punt at the 25-yard line and running, <laughs> running backwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 10, 15 that. yards. Yeah. And then the Chiefs on third down, Patrick Mahomes running backwards 15 yards trying to get out of a sack and takes him out of field goal range. Feel, yeah. And that's I mean, the thing. I mean, you as a Chiefs fan, you got to be very, very optimistic about the future. I mean, like, like – We've all been saying once this off season, the Chiefs are going to go out and probably spend some money on the defense. And when that happens, um, it's almost. I mean, obviously with number twelve over there in New England. I mean, you got to you got to figure they're going to be back in the AFC Championship. If not, maybe in the Super Bowl next yeah. year. So, I don't. I don't see any reason why this isn't the AFC Championship next year yeah, if Brady's back. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I think it's going to be, but mm-hmm. I for sure the Chiefs. I mean, I know there's no reason to believe there wouldn't be. You know, unless, they're not losing anyone. Unless, obviously, Brady wins the Super Bowl this year. And but, I mean, he's been saying he wants to play till he's 45. Yeah. So I got a, I got a point on that after we finish up with the game that okay. I want to bring up. But in terms of the game itself, people are going to talk about calls again. The one where Brady... Down, he might have got grazed on the face mask and got called for... And that was before roughing the passer. That was before, before he got he rid of the throw ball. It too. So, so that's that's egregious. I mean, I I know it probably stems some from the whole idea of gotta protect the quarterback now. But it's like in a game like that, hold your whistle. Like if you think you saw something, don't call it. Call it when you know that yeah. you saw something. That um, I, I mean, there was just there was other things too. That it's little things. Uh, like that that play didn't decide the game Edelman I'm glad that Brady got picked off the play after Edelman's almost touched it yeah because I thought that was one too 
as a page, I'm sitting there watching it saying he didn't touch the ball, but I don't think you can overturn exactly. that. It's, it's, I don't think it's, I mean, it in, just, unless they saw something, an angle that I didn't see, I don't think it was clear. It so was, I'm glad that didn't come down to affecting yeah. the game. It was about as close as it could get yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, there so was that's times why his they said Sorry, the call on the field was so big. And, yeah. I mean, go ahead. What were you going to say? Or I was just going to say, like, there was twice where yeah. it was super close to his thumb. And then when it came up close it's to his so shoulder, close, yeah. almost grazed his shoulder. Yeah. I was like, that's about as close as it could get. Yeah. And it's like, again, like these refs saying, I mean, if they can't tell, it's going to be what the call on the field mm-hmm. was. And, again, like, I don't think anybody could tell. And no. that got overturned. And I'm like... Like, these rules don't, like, make sense to me. Like, they're so unclear. Um, it changes week to week. I mean, some something's got to get done about that. But I think the biggest key of that, I think the reason they did that is because they, I honestly don't know how much they, I think they looked at, obviously, the play over and over, went with the idea that they don't think it hit them. And then they looked at Edelman's reaction after. Because Edelman, you could tell truly believe that he didn't touch it because he didn't make any attempt to go after it then. Yeah. So I don't think that a player like that has a split to sec- like second decision, like play it off. Like if like if he like knowingly hit it, I think he would have went after it. But still at that point it shouldn't have got overturned. Didn't end up mattering because yeah. picked him off, took it to about the spot that they would have got it at anyway and then yeah. went and scored on a on a screen play. Was that was the backdoor screen, wasn't it? So. so it didn't end up mattering, but it's just it's tough seeing that cuz like what if that had affected the game? It's like you're in the second to last week of football, the deciding who goes to the Super Bowl. It's like you hope something like that doesn't, doesn't affect. affect the game. It didn't this time, but you just you don't want to see it happen in the future. So even there's all those the two or three different ones, I think two different ones that they had to review to see if the Patriots players caught it. Like just initially yeah. I'm like, I don't know, because I don't know what a catch I think is. It was Hogan, yeah. was it? Okay, yeah. Well one got overturned, yeah. one Hogan's got like, the one the on same, the sideline. Stayed. Yeah, the one on the sideline got overturned. Or yeah. overturned. But then the one in the, the middle of the field. One handed catch yeah. stood. So yeah. I don't know. So I, my take on that too is I think in the past, I think refs have gotten a lot of heat for deciding games. Yeah, so, so I think that's to... why they say, all right, whatever, we're going to swallow play. the whistle and yeah. you guys decide the yeah. game, which I like that better rather than them mm-hmm. trying to take over a game and yeah. decide the game. I think that's why they didn't call anything in that PI. That's Saints, yeah. Rams Saints. It's a fine line you have to try to hit. Yeah, yeah. I mean... There's always it's never gonna be perfect. No. There's always gonna be be people that exactly. saying it should have gone the other way. And that's why I'm more of a fan of like even if it does suck for one side, to go with the human error and you know what they see because I mean otherwise like with the whole Edelman touch no touch thing we're gonna be breaking down like little yeah. like microfibers <laughs> <Yeah>. of touches <laughs> and you know stuff like that. So it's like. I mean, I'm for I'm all for with just, I mean, review what you can review and let the refs do their thing. That's why they get paid. So I don't I. We talked about it earlier. The the play that the or the penalty that decided this game wasn't 
the roughing or any pick play or yeah. any those were reverses. It was D Ford. Yeah, yeah, D Ford jumping off sides. And that's his own fault. Yeah. I mean like it's not even only really jumping off sides. He was like a full head. He was yeah. lined across, up off yeah. sides. Yeah. Like, like it had no effect on the play. I mean, most of the time as a Chiefs fan, D Ford does not get down in a three point stance. He's standing up. Mm-hmm. So why was he down there yeah. and mm-hmm. like why are you not? I mean, in that situation, sure you're on yeah. sides. Like, and what you, what, like you said, what he normally does, he stands up. It's like a kicker. Normally, if he has his own routine, why would he do something completely why, different exactly. for a game-winning field goal? You stick to what you it's, do. Why would you? Change? And then against someone like Brady, like when you get a chance to put the dagger in him, like you yeah. better because yeah. mm-hmm. you keep giving him opportunities. The man's not gonna miss twice or three times. So. Mm-hmm. The only thing you did mention earlier, Colin, was I wonder, I, I don't know, if Brady saw that flag and made the decision of where to go with the ball. <laughs> but it's not like it was a tough – I mean, Gronk was a pretty safe option there. Yeah. It just – I don't know if it was coming in too quick for him or if he went to go run before he caught it. But I wonder if Brady knew that he had a free play there or not. Uh, you would think he would have took a chance probably if he knew he did, but I think that's interesting too. Because mm-hmm. it did look like he put a lot of, a lot of muscle yeah. on that thing. <laughs> Um, old man for I me. Mean, what happened happened. Yeah. I mean, but I thought I thought they threw the flag late is what I heard. So I mean, I'm not 100 percent on that, but because yeah, they didn't. They never like showed up on the screen exactly as yeah. there being a flag. So if, if like if they would have thrown it right, right as a play, yeah. like someone would have saw that and then yeah. it said flag like at yeah. the bottom of the screen. So but and even Romo was like, oh, this could be on the Patriots, and then all of a sudden yeah. they go, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they so like. Me, when I was watching, I was like, oh, it's over. <laughs> and then they go, oh, this could be offsides, too. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was so yeah. confused. And then they called, they showed it, and I was like, man. Yeah, yeah what, did, what did Romo say? He said, oh, this could be a legal formation or something. Yeah, a legal formation. That's what it was. And I was like, oh, man, this is it. This is over. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I was like, gosh, dang it. But at the end, it was a good game. I expect, I expect both teams to be back. Next, I think this is the rematch next year, and I'll tell you, like I don't think it matters necessarily if Brady's back or not, and I'll tell you that. Okay. Because here's my thing: is all right. Let's get into I, that. I've, I'm I've, I've, this is. I've got to hear Brady is a system quarterback, right? Yeah. For the past. Uh, let me before you say that mm-hmm. I've been on the train of Brady as a system quarterback mm-hmm. my whole life, mm-hmm. but then like this year and last year, he's not a system quarterback. He makes he makes the throws. He makes, I mean, there's three stages of my life I've been where I didn't know who Tom Brady was. Mm-hmm. Second stage was this dude is overrated. He's a system quarterback, and mm-hmm. now he is the goat. Mm-hmm. Like he literally is the greatest of all time because. It's easy. There's no quarterback besides maybe, I don't know. I don't know. But Brady did everything he could on that last drive to win that game. Two third and tens Mm -hmm. and puts it on the money both times. And what was he that drive? Was he like six for? He was four for nine. Oh, four for nine? He was like three of three on third downs. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. But, yeah. He's the greatest of all time, Mm -hmm. plain and simple. The, The only reason... I, I bring up I think they're back is because I think they're going to be in the position next year with or without if they don't have Brady I think they make a one-year move to get somebody on that roster that can play quarterback whether it's going to be Flacco 
or I could see them I could see them going a, a, a few different routes. I could see them trying to make a trade for like Alex Smith or somebody where Brady is not asked to take the roof off. I mean, he makes a lot of clutch plays, a lot of big decisions, but it is clear that there is a system in place there where a conservative quarterback could come in and as I mean, could at least get them back. And the thing is, if they were in any other division, I wouldn't say that. But the thing is, you will get to see the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins are combined six times next year. I can't see that not being a d- division that they win unless one of those young quarterbacks comes out and has a really good sophomore year. But Which doesn't happen. No, not too often. And there's – I mean, there's, so I think they win that division. It at least puts them in the playoff – and possibly gives them a first round buy. So I just I don't think they go from this to falling off cuz I think if Brady decides after the Super Bowl that he's done, I think they will bring in someone for like a one year stint and then try to draft a quarterback. Yeah. So I I think this is the championship game next year. I think obviously if Brady's not under the helm, I think the Chiefs roll easily. But I think, regardless, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet the house on it if Brady wasn't quarterback. But if Brady comes back next year, there's no reason this shouldn't be. At the level he's still playing at, he's not showing any signs of stopping. He's like LeBron. He just gets better as his career goes mm-hmm. on. I mean, And I don't think he would have said he wants to play till 45 if he didn't really feel that way. People are talking about if they win the Super Bowl, they think he rides off. I don't think so. I think he loves the game so much that if he feels he's at the level where he can keep playing, I think he's going to. If you, like, why... The only thing is, like, people talk about family. Obviously, he's got a wife, I think, two or three kids. Obviously, you want to go at 42 years old, 43 next year. Like, you want to go be a family man or 42 next year. Um, So, that would be the only thing, but... If you get six this year, I don't think – he doesn't seem like the type of guy that's just going to be content with that. I think he's going to go pursue it until he actually feels like he can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Brooke, what do you have to say about that? So my takeaway from Brady, like obviously he is the greatest of all time, and I want to say that before like what I'm going to say. And like watching Brady in past years, like – like, going into the Super Bowl last year, I'm like, wow, this guy is untouchable. This guy is, you know. And, like, this year with the P- Patriots, you know, I mean, not signing, like, any big names other than, like, Josh Gordon. Like, and Dion Lewis said, like, they were going cheap. And, obviously, there is some truth to that, but not entirely. And I thought yesterday, if the D Ford offsides doesn't happen and they pick that off, Tom Brady throws three picks and that last drive doesn't happen. And, I mean, then the talk all of a sudden becomes Brady's declining fast. And, I mean, I don't think he's declining fast, but you can see it coming. Like, the end of the road is, I mean, he's like one, like, defense alignment hit away from never playing again in my eyes. And, like like Jake said, obviously there is a system in place. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't think the Patriots' fall from grace is going to be, like, so... Like, they're not going to go 0-16, like, as soon as Brady and Belichick leave. But, I mean, to sit here and think he's going to play till 45, I think it's crazy. I think, yeah. in my opinion, if he wins this one, maybe one more year. But I think he should retire after this year. 
I, I think he's on got top. one more year, no matter what. You think this, one I more think. year? Yeah, just because, like you said, if you think he's one hit away, why not go, like... Then, I mean, why not just, go try it? At this point, we're trying get to get inside hit. his mind. So, like, yeah. obviously, like, he still can do it. I mean, yeah. he's not hurt. Got yeah. the health. Like, why yeah. not? Like you said, if he yeah. if that's what he wants to do, go for it. I'm uh, I'm actually going to disagree with both of you guys here. So, <clears throat> when you say when you say that Joe Flacco or, like, another conservative quarterback could – not do the same thing that Brady's mm-hmm. doing, but you're saying they could still make the playoffs and, maybe win that division. and win the yeah. division and maybe first round bye. Um, I I honestly do not think I I don't think so because Brady. I mean, we saw it last night where he, when he feels pressure, he slings it. Gets like he gets it, rid yeah. of it, and I understand that he could have thrown three picks, but one of them I don't think was his fault. I mean, he put it the only place that Edelman, Edelman could have caught it, went off his finger, Edelman's fingertips and intercepted it. The the one in the end zone was obviously Brady's yeah. fault. That was the most yeah. unlike Brady thing yeah. I think we've ever seen. Today. Yeah, Don't and, understand throwing the ball either at mm-hmm. that point. But, but yeah, like, <laughs> why? I, I do agree that he should. I would, I would think that he's done after either this year or next year. But it's. I think it's hard to say that Brady, if once Brady leaves, I don't think the Patriots are ever going to be the Patriots again with with no without Brady because I don't. There, there's never going to be. I think it was. It might have been Romo that said it yesterday yeah. that said having Brady out there is like having your offensive coordinator yeah. play quarterback snap yeah like his audible that he made. I mean, like the touchdown and, run mm-hmm. by Sony Sony Michelle. Mm-hmm. He he audibled. And obviously Romo called it too, yeah. but I mean he whatever the call was, I don't know what they were saying. The it's either was. it's going to be QB sneak if yeah. they don't clog the middle, or is that run right? Yeah. And I mean the only person that knows what the play was was obviously Patriots offense. None of us know what the play was before, but obviously Brady saw something he didn't like, mm-hmm. so he changed it, and it was a touchdown run. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think there's any other quarterback in the in the league that could do what Brady does for the New England Patriots. No. So I and the only other reason I feel confident too is I think McDaniels is the heir to the throne. Yeah. Right? There's no reason for him to stick around if he doesn't believe that within the next two or three yeah. years he's the head coach there. And that's so, why I think the Patriots turned, will be just fine yeah. if Belichick leaves because McDaniels I think is an outstanding coach yeah. as well. I mean obviously he's not going to be Bill Belichick but no. he sat and under like him said, for I feel like so long. I feel like there's some truth to what we're all saying because obviously Bill Belichick is the mastermind of the defense. Mm-hmm. So when he leaves, it's like, who's the heir to that yeah, throne? Like, yeah. it's got to be someone like Bill is grooming or I don't know. But and obviously they're gonna lose Brian Flores. Yeah. So. so and obviously like the offense will still be the same, maybe even a little better depending on like quarterback, like personnel changes or whatever. But. The way the Patriots do things now, to say that's going to be the same, I think no. is crazy. Yeah, like, no. And that's the thing with Belichick, too. He is, I mean, obviously he's a defensive guy. His situational defense that he has, and time and time again we've seen, they've. I think they're one of the best situational defenses that we've seen, I mean, re- in recent years, too. And the matter of he takes away their biggest threats, mm-hmm. Like time and time again, obviously took took away pretty much took away Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Obviously they weren't on the field as much, but still, I mean it's schemes and he's just 
been mm-hmm. he's been the best at mm-hmm. schematically playing chess is what he's pretty much doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just to be clear, I don't think any like Tom, Dick, or Harry can come in and like get them to the AFC Championship next year. No, but I yeah. think I just don't think the Patriots organization like would go in the next year with like say if Bray retires, like you want Brian Hoyer's not going to be their starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like I think they're going to make some type of move. Where and there isn't that fall off, and they give McDaniel's the opportunity to not have to go from a crappy team. And, or the only other thing I can think of is I feel like this would be kind of, kind of a very Patriots thing to do. Is Brady wins a Super Bowl this year, rides off in the sunset. Maybe you do throw Hoyer out there next year. You suck, and you get a chance to take a pretty good quarterback in and what would be a good quarterback class. So, and that's my thing now. Is that all right, Patriots? Why not go out there and make a move? Because, like, they never do this. Go up and draft either Kyler Murray or like Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not if you don't like those guys, or like you said, next year do it. Well, but I think they're going to take that kid from Duke. This the year. Daniel Jones <laughs> <Yeah>. dude? <laughs> I, I definitely mean, think they're taking Jones. And I think they should because then they learn from Brady, Brady, obviously. So. I think, I think. You gotta take someone this year. Yeah, I think they're to going learn to learn from. Them. Yeah, like I think they did, he seems like he'd be a patriot guy too. Yeah, take this tall, skinny, from, take him from Duke, like white Duke guy, pocket like, passer. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about obviously both the games went into overtime. What is your guys's take on what overtime should be, what it shouldn't be? Is it the are are they doing the things the right way right now? Or what do you think well, should be the cha- rule change it, going forward? Here's the thing is there's a lot of teams in the NFL, over, much over half, that like it wouldn't have been that big of a deal with overtime. It just so happened that you had the four, I think the four highest scoring offenses playing in the conference championships. Like if you get a team like if Dallas was there or Chicago – or Baltimore or someone, it's not that big of a deal. It it's so it got blown up because you had four very explosive offenses yep. that were there. With that said, for a, for and I think you have to make it consistent across the board. You can't just change it for the playoffs. So it has to be regular season. And then I would go each team gets a chance to possess the ball one time. So I would go so say the Patriots went down and scored touchdown. Chiefs respond with the touchdown. At that point, I mean, I mean, I'd go next score. I, I mean, I know you like the idea of giving each team the chance, but I feel like, and I'd, I'm sure it's probably easier for me to say this as a Patriots fan. Like if I if it would have been flipped and the Chiefs drove mm-hmm. down and scored, I'd like to think I'd believe the same way. But I feel like if you get drove down the field on 75 yards, yeah. like twice in a row yeah, I think then you deserve yeah. to lose so but I think each t- I think in a perfect world and I think people would want to see that they would have liked to have seen Mahomes get the ball yesterday and then at that point it should be you have to get a stop mm-hmm. or maybe if they here's, if they take a field goal they get a chance to respond I don't know but here's here's my thing on it I said this like the last two or three years that like I hate this in regular season I hate it in the playoffs I think it's just dumb because, like you said, like for some teams, like the Bears, the Vikings, you know, teams that have really great defenses, like it's it not a big matter, problem. Yeah. yeah, but like teams like 
San Francisco or Tampa Bay or Green Bay, like teams yeah. with like very good offense. So say you got Jimmy G and Aaron Rodgers going at it and Jimmy G gets a ball first and drives right down the field and scores on the Packers and then mm-hmm. we don't get to see Aaron Rodgers respond or anything like yeah. that. I mean, obviously they can't do the exact same thing as college with the, the twenty five. Yeah, that, I think that'd be too. It, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's with the field goal like, kickers you have in the NFL, like yeah, it'd be yeah, easy. Yeah, and I, I think one of their things too is player safety. Mm-hmm. Like a four quarter game, is still a lot of like wear and tear on a body. What happens, like you know, if Brady scores, Mahomes responds. Brady scores, Mahomes responds. At that point, you're like getting into like the sixth quarter, pretty the game much. Like, end. yeah. That's the thing. So, and which is why when you even when you say both teams should have possession and the next score wins, yeah. so then it's pretty much whoever gets the ball first is going to win because it's I mean obviously like you said score score and the next next team to score wins. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. It, I don't. There's know. never yeah. going to be a perfect no. way to do it. It's just like it's like the college but, football playoff system. There's never going to be a perfect. Yeah. Well, the, system for it. I think there was a, at least one. I found a couple of games this year where it went to overtime in the regular season and ended in a tie because yeah. neither team scored in overtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, like you said, like that way, like that would, I mean, I hate seeing ties. Like, yeah. I'd almost rather see my team lose than tie. Like, and at the end of the day, too, it is a three, three stage, whatever you call it, game. It's an offense, defense, special teams. Yeah. yeah. And you need. You need a a good special team. You need a good defense. You need a good offense to win win the big the big stage, the Super Bowl. Yeah. And obviously, the Chiefs didn't have a situational defense where they could stop Brady. And it's easy for them to say, "Well, Mahomes should have got the ball," but you gotta you gotta stop him or do something. I mean, it. That's just what it comes down I mean, to. It's the same mind. thing that happened yeah. to the Falcons in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, you're up twenty eight three, and. When Brady won that coin toss, like you, you knew, unless they he makes a slip up, they're yeah. gonna go score. So it's like but at I don't that think point, anybody felt bad for the Falcons. No. They were up <laughs> twenty eight three. Like you had your chance no. to go. Oh boy. And yeah, I don't think anyone. Oh boy, there it is. I don't think anyone would argue that they would have loved to see Mahomes get a no. chance, but it is at a point where it's like, where do you stop it? Yeah. How yeah. do you set it up? I don't know. There's never going to be a perfect system for it. I mean, like what Campbell said is like playing like the six quarters and player safety, but I mean, I don't buy the whole player safety thing just because like they do it to college kids, like yeah. keep going till you get a winner. Like yeah. my thing is like, I think you could back it up to like midfield and yeah. say like, and then play like the whole college. The yeah. Play yeah. from the 50 and like, that's either enough room to force a punt mm-hmm. or to force a field goal or, like, I don't know, something. But yeah. Well, you couldn't make them punt there. I mean... Because our team's going to get the ball at the 50th oh, yeah, start. Pr- yeah, you couldn't make a punt. So, I mean, I guess Do, go for it yeah, or... but Or try a field goal. Yeah. Or and after the first overtime, you have to go for two. Yeah, like something. Do. I don't know. There, yeah. There's something they could do. I don't know. I mean, heck, they yeah. could, we could still be looking at the rule where... They can kick a field goal and the other team does, yeah. still doesn't get a chance. Like, yeah. I mean, I think they're going to make a change eventually, but it's a matter of what are they going to do. Yeah. And and I even after that, we're still probably going to be saying, oh, they should honestly, this. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like, after last night, obviously, I mean, hurts to me, but even in, like, maybe not... Uh, I would just love to see two teams slug it out and, like, you know, whose will stronger, like, I mean... 
until someone slips up and makes a mistake. And then yeah. at least at that point, it's like, well, you were the first one to make a mistake. And, mm-hmm. you know. But <clears throat> we're not going to dig into the Super Bowl today. When it gets closer, no. we'll give you our picks in the Super Bowl. Our picks on just about every Super Bowl prop. So we will have a show oh, yeah. dedicated to just one. that. The only thing I will say here um, about this is that I don't think people are talking about it a whole lot. And it's crazy to me that over the last 18 years now, including this year, Brady's been in half of those Super Bowls. This is his ninth in his last 18. So, I mean, I just, whether they win it or not, we talk about LeBron making it. So what do you make it to? Like eight straight. And just the way that with how the draft works and how key the draft is, the Patriots draft like anywhere from 28 to 32 pretty much every year. And just time and time again, you know, half of the last 18 Super Bowls, you've had to watch the Patriots. And I know a lot of people hate that because yeah. they the hate the, the Patriots. Day, but With LeBron and Brady, they just have a switch. Like, mm-hmm. obviously LeBron is <laughs> – changing the subject here. But obviously LeBron, I, don't, I really don't think he's that hurt right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like he go out and play right now and, and play, play at a high level. But why – why do yeah. it? Why these regular season games don't? They matter, but they don't matter as much as the playoffs. And that's what I think Brady does is he conserves his energy and he flips the switch in the playoffs, like we saw on that last drive. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just they just have a switch, like I said. And like you said, it's just it it's just greatness them. right yeah, now. Yeah, it just like, separates them. Like we'll never see a player like LeBron again. We'll never see a player and coach duo like <clears throat> Belichick and Brady. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, I feel like 50 years from now, people are going to be like, wow, what yeah. was it like to watch him? And it like, I mean, honestly, be like, well, you know, flip a coin that year. And, I mean, one side Brady yeah. goes to the Super Bowl, <laughs> one side he does it. So, mm-hmm. I mean. We're going to be telling our kids about yeah. it when we're younger. We're going to say, yeah, I saw Tom Brady play. And, obviously, like, I saw LeBron play, too. Yeah. And it's just, it's greatness, like you said. It's It really is. It's like. And, like, honestly, for LeBron, the regular season, like, does not matter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. You know, when you when you go to the playoffs that many times, it's like, wow, they should just mm-hmm. put him in and rest him. It's like, and I mean, honestly, the seed doesn't even matter for him, like, mm-hmm. at that point. It's like. And obviously, I think this will be the year that breaks that streak. Because, oh, yeah. obviously, I don't know who's beating the Warriors. Nobody. But it's a shame. But. The Warriors, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, I just got a weird feeling that they're going to get tested more than people think because it's like they're either going to have to beat LeBron, beat the Rockets and James Harden, what he's doing this year, and then either go beat the Raptors or the Celtics. I mean, I mean, they're they're going to get worn down eventually, and mm-hmm. it's that's a whole different conversation yeah. too. So. so the last thing I want to say, I think the biggest loser – of this weekend was ESPN. And the reason I said that was they didn't land either of those championship games, did they? Nope. Was, no. What was NFC? Was it Fox? Yeah. So you had CBS and Fox in those two games. And ESPN – I'm switching the subject here. Before we move on, was there anything you wanted to say no, on football no. still? No. So here's my thing on ESPN is – Fox got an incredible football game this weekend and lost the UFC this weekend. So UFC is no longer partnered with Fox. Signed, oh, really? Signed a $1.5 billion deal with ESPN. Really? So ESPN has the rights to prelims, 
oh, and wow. like different fights now. I didn't know that. So this weekend was Dillashaw versus Cejudo, mm-hmm. and that was supposed to be you know this mega fight. Dillashaw drops down weight to fight Cejudo. Dana makes a brand new belt for the fight. I mean, just hyping this up all week and all week they're talking about ESPN, and you had to buy. ESPN Plus, which is four ninety nine a month, month yeah. to watch the main card. But they had the undercard on ESPN and did well with that. Cowboy Cerrone won, calls out McGregor after the fight. McGregor tweets, I'll fight you, like, after that. It was mm-hmm. a good fight. So, like, they got the hype there. And then I saw 538,000 new ESPN Plus subscribers on Friday and Saturday. So people were buying into this. And what you got was the two biggest fights on that card, the main event and the co-main event. The co-main event, you had Greg Hardy fighting, former cowboy. People know the name. And in the second, I mean, two heavyweights. They're slugging it out. Second round, he throws an illegal knee and gets gets disqualified. So... People that are probably watching this, because the, the the move was to move to ESPN to reach this new area of fighting fans, to reach this new demographic, and then ESPN wanted this to blow up for them. Well, all these people watching this for the first time have to be thinking, what the hell just happened? Yeah. They, they don't understand the UFC rules. They just know. And obviously ESPN has had boxing for forever, so they watch this. So that had to have been more than frustrating. You have a fight and a disqualification. And then the second, the main event scheduled for five five minute rounds. Cejudo finishes it in thirty two seconds. Yeah. And it was controversial. <laughs> yes, like. a very early stoppage. Like if you watch this fight, when the ref came in, I was like, "Oh boy, like that's not good." Like Cejudo caught him and was landing shots on Dillashaw, but Dillashaw was still like making the effort. Verbally said like, "I'm good." and like still call the stop for the fight. So ESPN yeah. and the UFC probably, but I don't know if it matters much to the UFC. They signed a $1.5 billion contract with ESPN. Yeah. But so. ESPN lost this weekend. Exactly. Didn't get two of the best football games of the year, the two yeah. best football games of the and year. Might and they lost the last 10, 20 years. Yes. Yeah. say like they're the loser of the past, like you said, yeah. 10, 20 years, because I think Fox is has separated themselves yeah. from every other... I think, I think CBS... Is a really big win right too there. by getting. Yeah. Obviously, they still have the college basketball, college basketball, March Madness, and I think what's huge is too. And I think Coward said it today by getting Tony Romo. Like Tony Romo, yeah, probably just changed CBS broadcasting for because people are gonna be like, oh wow, Romo's announcing. I'm I'm gonna watch this game because I want to mm-hmm. hear Romo yeah. broadcast and think of how many like, just going yeah. down downhill. Think of how many casual fans that just watch the Super Bowl and nothing else are going to hear Romo call the Super Bowl and be like, oh, my God, yeah. this is insane, you know? Yeah, because he's going to make a prediction yeah. pre-snap, and they're going to be like, what? what? He just called that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, get used to it. It's going to yeah. be happening for the next four hours. So, like you guys said, like, their brands are kind of growing, and it's like ESPN might not be the worldwide leader in nope. sports. No, yeah. not for long. No. And, I mean, losing, like, analysts, like, I mean, as much as I hate to, like, I don't agree with him. Cowherd, like, yeah. people want to hear him talk, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, um, who else? Nope. It, people are getting fed up with Stephen A. No one wants to hear Stephen A. Dude, Ex- I mean, I will, I go out of my way to change the channel yeah. so I don't have to hear him talk. Well, and even, like, Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman. Yeah. He's so stubborn. See what you hear today? 
yeah, what he said today about Brady. Yeah, he you know, just he said he's lucky to have won that game. Yeah, I can't remember what he said. But. ESPN analysts don't want to be wrong. No, yeah, and that's the thing I like about Cowherd. He does his where I was right, where I was wrong, and I mean, ESPN, obviously, he loves to be right and yeah, hates when he's wrong. But but he's he gonna admits, own up to it. Yeah, Kellerman just won't won't accept it. Yeah, so I think I think an underrated one of those is like Nick Wright, like yeah. that guy. You know, he'll like. He tweeted one time, he was like, man, I was wrong about the page. It's like, <laughs> you know, I mean, and I feel like that's just people want yeah. authentic people. Like, yeah. holy crap, I was yeah. wrong about that. But, you know, I mean, those people are mm-hmm. right more than they're wrong, obviously, mm-hmm. and that's why they get paid, so. Mm-hmm. But that's about all we got today. Mm-hmm. So we'll be shooting out another one about the Super Bowl coming up soon here. Maybe throw in some college basketball before then. If you're a big better, we're going to talk about our prop bets and our picks for the game. So big we'll, night of college basketball tonight. A lot of top yep. ten matchups. Creighton and Nebraska tonight, I think. Yep. Nebraska plays, right? Nebraska yeah. plays Rutgers. Creighton at Georgetown. Oh. See uh, those New Jerseys, Creighton. Those are <laughs> sweet, long overdue. North Carolina Vatek. That's a big tonight. one. Um, Kansas, Iowa State. Yeah. Top two in the Big Twelve. Yeah. I mean, Big Twelve is down this year, yeah. so you know that's. Coming off a loss to West Virginia, yeah. I think Kansas drops two straight. Yeah, I, I that's my wins. prediction tonight too. So. so, all right, boys. Well, it was fun. Until next time. I think this is one of my favorite favorite podcasts yeah, yeah. we've done so far. It's it fun. We had a lot to talk about. It's easy. About. I mean, it's obviously easy because yesterday was the best <laughs> yeah. day in football that we've seen yeah. in a long, long time. So. Like Colin said, like before we started recording this, you know, we were out there ten, fifteen yeah. minutes <laughs> talking about this. So I mean, you know, um, who I think we should have on the podcast. It's the only Rams fan I know, Jimmy Nicola. Give a little, <laughs> give a little talking about the Super Bowl. Let him know. give his take on his Rams, and that's a, that's what we should do. Bring in Patriot fans, bring in Rams fans. <laughs> I don't, I don't mean to uh, brag or anything, but I did predict the Patriots and Rams in the Super Bowl when we had that one podcast. Oh, oh. you did. I forgot about that, but I don't know. Humble flex. I got lucky. I got lucky, <laughs> obviously, but no, we love it. Tell us, <laughs> tell us when you're right. <laughs> All right. Take it from us. Later.